Welcome to Let's Admit It, a college admissions podcast hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department. Here, we aim to answer the spoken and unspoken questions of high school students and parents who are looking to learn more about a Christian college experience. You can learn more about Boise Bible College at www.boisebible.edu. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to the Let's Admit It podcast. I am Michael Gritton. I am your uh, host, your captain, your guide through this wonderful adventure that we're going on together. Um, if this is your first time uh, with the podcast, let me give you a quick rundown of what we're doing. Uh, basically, I am an admissions counselor in the admissions department at Boise Bible College. And so what my job is, uh, along with my uh, my my co-anchor, Logan Steinbaugh, um, we are the people who get in touch with you. We try to answer your questions. We try to guide you through the admissions process. And so we kind of had this idea for this podcast um, as an opportunity for us to answer those questions before they're asked. And so um, this this podcast uh, is is aimed at the the applicants of Boise Bible College, but it's also geared towards um, you know parents and non-traditional students, which are just, you know, people who are going to college a few years after high school graduation. So um, I try to aim this as, at as many people as I possibly can. And uh, what I do with that is that I bring on uh, guests from the college who are more knowledgeable in certain areas than I am. And, you know, it's an interview style, so I ask them a couple questions. And then uh, I laugh a little too loud for the recording, and then we... Uh, Move on to Tuesday. Anyway, um, so today's guest is uh, Ross Knutson. Ross, hello. Hello, Michael. Nice to be here. Nice to have you. Um, Ross, you are, could you just tell the people, the, the lovely listeners, what your technical title at the college is? Well, the full title is Director of Enrollment Services, uh, but I function as the registrar. So if you have admissions questions, uh, being the enrollment director does not make me the guy that you're going to deal with. You'll be calling people like Michael. Uh, but once you are dealing with transfer credits, uh, then I enter the picture. Um, and uh, once you are admitted and enrolled as a student, then I also kind of enter the process and guide you uh, through registration and actually starting at the college. Uh, that's part of my job. Uh, the other part of my job is I teach history here at the college. And so the only, I think the, the two classes I've had with you as a student was church history. Mm -hmm. And then there was one my freshman year. I can't remember if it was freshman orientation. Yeah, it's a class we call Navigator now. And what uh, we're doing in Navigator is we're introducing you to the waypoints uh, process at the college where as you enter as a freshman we want to help you understand what it means to be a Boise Bible College student how does that differ from being a student at say a community college or a state university um, what uh, what what are some of the the words that we use and how do the degree programs work and that's the first step in a process that will take you as a Boise Bible College student through your sophomore and junior and senior years where at each step of the way we want to help you uh, grow in that moment and take the next step towards what uh, towards that goal that brought you to to the college in the first place. And by the way, uh, you mentioned a word there, waypoints. Uh, uh, we had a we actually had an entire podcast where uh, Chuck Faber, where Mr. Faber, yeah, mm -hmm. talked to, talked us through uh, waypoints. That is episode eight. I would encourage you to go and listen to that. The only thing that I remember 
from uh, Navigator, I suppose, was you saying you talking about uh, plagiarism, <laughs> and you set us you you made you you made a point that uh, in the journey of education, you know you're you're going through uh, you know a country road and you go across a bridge and underneath the bridge there's the troll there's a troll and that troll's name is wikipedia yes and i think about that sometimes and i just laugh and there's a lot of ways to plagiarize and uh, i think students have figured out that if they just cut and paste their papers from wikipedia <laughs> uh that the professors will figure that out very quickly it, it, um big red flag yes <laughs> wikipedia is an interesting place but it is not a suitable place for academic research <laughs> Well, Ross, we have reached the part of the interview where I ask you to tell me about yourself. Um, specifically, just talk about um, your, your, your background, um, education background, ministry background, anything that you feel is important for a listener who you don't know to know about yourself. Sure. Well, I actually grew up in the Boise area. Uh, in fact, I grew up less than two miles from the college and came here uh, out of high school because I wanted to learn more about my faith and how to defend my faith before going to a, a state university where I knew that I would be tested both in and out of the classroom and I wanted to be ready for that. So I never intended to go into ministry, but after my freshman year, I had the opportunity to step into youth ministry, which intrigued me because a youth minister had made a big difference in my life and, and uh, the idea that I could do that for someone else was, was fascinating. And uh, before you know it, I was graduating from Boise Bible College with a degree in biblical studies, preparing to go to uh, get a master's degree in Old Testament. And uh, the plan at the time was also to get a master's degree in church history. I was fascinated in both topics. Uh, I got the first one done very quickly uh, at Cincinnati Bible Seminary. I'm actually finishing the second one now because oh, wow. li life got in the way. Um, <laughs> in church history through Lincoln, uh, uh, Lincoln Christian University. But now I, uh, I've been at the college for 22 years now. Amen. And uh, I started out actually doing what you do, Michael. I was an admissions counselor. No way. I was actually the admissions department back in uh, 1998. <laughs> my, I, I had a part-time assistant, and otherwise I did everything. My, my first day on the job here, I, I, I graduated in 2017. I was gone from the college until about until 2019. First words Ross said to me as I as I came to the office was, "Welcome to the bullpen." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, ha having having a larger staff that's really able to cover our geographic footprint in the mm. in the Pacific Northwest and the in the Western United States really is a blessing. Um, so we're glad to have you on the team and the rest of the team. Glad to be here. <laughs> um, but uh, there was a time for me to leave the admissions office, and I've been in the registrar and uh, teaching ever since. I started out teaching Old Testament and church history, and now I've shifted pretty much exclusively to church history mm -hmm. plus the navigator class that we yeah. mentioned. So you, you talked at the beginning about what your job specifically is. Would you say, cause I, when I came to school here, I had no clue what the word registrar meant. It just, I knew it sounded like registry yeah. and that was either college or wedding related. Mm -hmm. And I assumed it wasn't the second one. Would you say that, that the beginning, the intro of this would be a good summarization of what registrar means? Basically I describe my job is I, I print report cards. Okay. Um, 
but in, in seriousness, the, the, the job of a college registrar is to keep the, keep the academic records. So mm-hmm. uh, I keep track of your grades once they're finalized and uh, other academic records. And uh, that is used both to serve the student, because sometimes you need a transcript sent out, uh, but also there's a lot of government reporting that, mm. that my job involves and keeping track of uh, statistics and records and things like that. It's... it's uh, all boring to your listeners, I'm sure. But that's that's what I do. So I I, I joke. Uh, nobody yeah. knows what I do, and that's part of the fun. Mm. A lot of my job is invisible to the student body. Mm. I know that uh, I, I've I've spoken in recent episodes about our online uh, kind of student portal Aslan. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Aslan is a, a character from the uh, classic Chronicles of Narnia. Yes. And uh, you, Ross, had to metaphorically wrestle the lion yes. a few years ago. <laughs> well, was- I'm, I'm still uh, wrestling the lion. <laughs> I, uh, I, I describe that as part of my job, too, is uh, the lion tamer. Mm. And if you have read the Chronicles of Narnia, you know a recurring theme is that Aslan is not a tame lion, but he is good. <laughs> and Aslan is the student portal, as you mentioned, uh, you access, and it's gone through several uh, versions. We're actually in the third version of it now, which has more capability mm-hmm. than ever, uh, and actually is allowing for online delivery of classes or hybrid delivery of classes. Um, so you, as a student, can uh, you'll apply through Aslan, and then as a student, you will uh, you can uh, pay your bill through Aslan. You access your classes through Aslan. Uh, you can check your grades through Aslan. There's just a number of things that you can do there, and it's an ongoing process to get it all set up because it's primarily my job to do it and as I've mentioned I have several plates spinning so um, it's something I've learned to be patient with and yeah. uh, but I, I'm excited about the direction that we're going with with the platform you're you're both the lion tamer and you're the one who sharpens the lion's claws <laughs> <laughs> well I, I hope it's not that kind of experience although in the horse and his boy there was an experience where one of the characters oh, right. did meet uh, Aslan on yeah. those terms and uh, there was that whole thing about the kid getting turned into a dragon and he had to rip anyway yeah. Um, so, Ross, the topic of today's the today's podcast. I almost said today's sermon. Uh, <laughs> the topic of today's podcast is in answering the question: How important are test scores? Now, when I say test scores, dear listener, when I say test scores, I am not saying the the test score that you got in eleventh grade on your book report. I'm talking about standardized test scores. We're talking ACT, we're talking SAT, we're talking about all of the other ones that I'm sure exist and that I have not had to deal with. Um, and so Ross, I'm sure that you and I, as I asked the question, how important are test scores, we could both say uh, very, very yeah. important. Um, but as the as the academic registrar here at Boise Bible College, uh, just Take a moment, talk about how those test results uh, kind of affect a high school student and higher education. What does, what does that look like? It really depends on where you plan to go and what you plan to do. If you're going to a community college, the standardized test scores are probably not used for anything other than uh, uh, placement and maybe scholarships. If you're going to an elite university, uh, if you want to go to an Ivy League school, then those standardized test scores become very, very important. They're not even con- going to consider you unless you really uh, peg them. Um, at Boise Bible College, we use them as part of the admissions process, and we use them as sort of a 360 view for the incoming student. Because what we're looking for are students that are ready to do college-level work. That's the question that we're trying to answer with, with uh, a standardized test. And we have three basic benchmarks that we use. One is your high school GPA, 
One is your class rank, which is not being used very much by many schools anymore. Uh, I doubt we get class rank on more than half of the transcripts mm -hmm. that we receive anymore. But it's useful because uh, it helps us to know, you know, okay, what does a 3.0 GPA at your school mean? If, if uh, everybody is getting A's and B's, then uh, if you have a high uh, class rank or a low class rank, that kind of lets us know. Uh, okay, where do you measure uh, in, in comparison to the rest of the students at your school? But it's not a very, it, it's a useful measure, but it's not a make or break measure. Mm -hmm. um, the third leg of that stool uh, of GPA, class rank, and then the standardized tests uh, gives us another way to evaluate, is a student really ready to do college level work? And it might be useful to explain, okay, what is a standardized test? As a high school student, you've probably taken things like uh, here in Idaho, we have what's called the ISAT, which is uh, an assessment test that is intended to measure, uh, are the students learning what they ought to be learning in high school? And it's a measurement really not for the students, but for the, the teachers and the school systems and the, and the curriculum. Uh, if you've ever taken the COMPASS test or the PSAT, uh, those are also tests that are, are intended to determine, okay, are you learning high school level stuff? That's different than a standardized test. The ACT, the SAT, and then a new test that's entering the picture, the CLT, the Christian, excuse me, the classical learning test, uh, these are intended to gauge your, uh, your readiness for college. They're predictors of college success. So they're asking not only do you know what you should know coming out of high school, but are you ready to do the kind of work that college is going to ask you to do? Um, so for us, they're, not nothing, but they're not everything, if that makes sense. They're important, but they're not the end of the world or the end-all, be-all. Uh, they're, they're one of three measures that we use to make sure that, okay, if we drop you into a college classroom, are you ready to do the work? Are you ready to get it done? Yeah. And part of, part of that always, something I always bring up is uh, the, something that I never got to take advantage of, but my wife did, was the uh, the access program mm -hmm. and now that that has its own whole podcast topic to itself i believe that's episode three with russell grove i encourage you to go and listen to that um but the, my one thing that i'm always somewhat ashamed to bring up but um i wasn't a very good student i was in fact i think i got put on academic probation i got an email from you Christmas my freshman year saying, hey, buddy, sorry, you're on academic probation. Here's what ho, that ho, means. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho is right. I, I do got... try to send those out after Christmas, but you know, that, I, I may not have fallen into that pattern just yet in your case. So, so I, apologies for ruining your Christmas. Hey, that's okay. Um, I think I got a – my high school cumulative GPA, so the, the GPA over the course of those four years, I think I had like a 2.1. It was not good. Um, and so – I know that for some of the people listening to this, um, they might be maybe a little concerned because they might have found themselves in a case similar to myself where academics were, you know, maybe backseat, maybe back burner um, all throughout high school. And so um, if you could speak directly to them, what kind of encouragements would you give them, not only with the standardized tests, but in higher education in general? Okay. Um, let me start just with the standardized test. You know, I, I'm not really a huge believer in, in um, uh, the, the helps to prepare you for the test. Uh, they're not going to teach you the content. Mm. They might help you to get, they might help set your expectations for what is the test going to be like. 
And so, you know, it might be worthwhile to take a practice SAT or a practice ACT just so that when you take the test for the first time, you're not surprised mm -hmm. by what it's like. Uh, and that might, might help bump your score a little bit. Um, Otherwise, you know, get a good night's rest before the test, you know, get some, get some breakfast in your tummy so that you're not hangry mm -hmm. while you're taking the test. And, and then just, you know, take deep breaths and do your best and let the chips fall and we'll figure out based on, on your scores and, and uh, the rest of your academic application, okay, uh, where are you at and what do you need? Uh, but I, what, what, what the test is intended to measure is are you ready for college? And that's the question that you should ask yourself. Mm. Uh, if you know that you're not strong coming out of high school, uh, why is that? Is it just because you haven't taken the work seriously or is it because this high school just didn't interest you? I've had many students who thrive in college where they struggled in high school because mm -hmm. now they're actually doing the school they want to do yeah. instead of the school that they have to do. Um, but if you have struggled academically, the thing that I look at most closely when I'm evaluating transcripts and when I'm evaluating SAT and ACT scores, if I have a student that's, uh, that doesn't quite meet our admission standards, one of the first things I look at is, okay, how strong are your language arts? Because if math and science are what's killing you, that's not a point of emphasis here at Boise Bible College. Uh, we are students of the book. We are students of the letter. You're going to do reading and writing here. So if your scores aren't strong, but you, you have strengths in language, then I'm, I'm less concerned about you. Um, the next question I'd ask is, okay, if you've struggled up to this point, are you willing to do what you have to do to get strong in the areas you need to get strong, or at least to get adequate? Mm -hmm. uh, because you are going to read a lot here. You are going to write a lot here. And are you ready to learn how to do that better uh, if you come here? And, and we that's, have, that's kind of where the ACCESS program comes ACCESS in. ACCESS is, is designed to address that, to help you uh, gain strength in, in those areas that you need to thrive. And then we have tools once you're here, such as Mrs. Hasegawa's Writing Lab, where you have a chance to sit down with the English professor and look over your papers and say, uh, and, and ask what can be what can make this better what can I do to make this a better paper um, if you're willing to make use of the tools that we offer you to, uh, to to get stronger in the areas that you need to be strong in in order to thrive here uh, they're here uh, make make use of them mm -hmm. yeah and uh, we talked with talked with Rebecca for a little while Rebecca is a huge uh, proponent of this college huge component of this college but also very dear friend of my wife's and so i've gotten to spend uh i she she showed up um my sophomore year which means i had already gotten done with my english grammar and comp classes did that with miss lee and uh so i only know rebecca as a co-worker and as my wife's friend so <laughs> yeah rebecca's, rebecca's great um ross as we are as we are uh pile driving towards the end of our we're into this episode. Um, one last question that I have for you. Um, this is a question that I ask each episode. And it is for you to, just for a moment, um, stop viewing me as, um, as an, you know, fellow employee, as a past student. View me as a high school student who is um, bouncing around the ideas of higher education. Where do I want to go? What do I want to do? Um, this might speak to the encouragements you gave a few moments ago, but um, what what specific encouragements would you give to a student who doesn't know whether Boise Bible College is a worthwhile, viable option? 
Michael, I would just go back to my own experience as a student that did not want to go into ministry coming out of high school, but did want to deepen my faith, understand scripture better, and have a closer walk with Christ. And so I committed to come to Boise Bible College for a year and was open to whatever he might do in that year. And I'm not going to say that it was an easy year or that it was a bed of roses. Uh, you know, it was an emotional struggle to, even though I didn't have to move very far, mm -hmm. it was a big change uh, to go from living at home with my parents and going to school when I was told to go to school, uh, told to go to school, and now I'm having to self-manage more and, and navigate uh, college life. But I grew up a lot in that year. I learned a lot about scripture in that year, and doors opened to me that year where I began to see that God could work in me and through me uh, to be a blessing to other people. So the encouragement I would give, if you're not sure what you want to do, be open to a year at a place like Boise Bible College. Uh, be open to what God will do in you and through you during that year. Uh, and you just never know. I'm, I mean, I came here in the fall of 1990 for a year, and now here we all are in the fall of the year 2020, <laughs> and I'm still here. Um, that is not the way I, I planned it, uh, but I have no regrets. Yeah. It has been a wonderful ride. It has been a blessing to be involved in the lives of students over the years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I welcome new students to come and, and be a part of what God is doing here. Yeah. That's so reminiscent of what my my path getting here was. My my parents were always very adamant that, you know, we'll support you wherever you go, but your first year of college needs to be far enough away that we cannot get to you at just the drop of a hat. Because <laughs> you need to, like, look, man, these wings aren't gonna aren't gonna work until you until you make them. Yeah. You know, best way to learn how to swim is to jump into the deep end. Yeah. Um, and if I could say something to parents too, uh, just from my own experience, my, my parents were not thrilled about my decision mm. to come here. Uh, they thought that it was uh, a poor use of my time and my, my gifts. Um, that was 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Right now, I can guarantee you that my mother, who put up tremendous opposition to me coming here, has no regrets mm -hmm. about the path I took. Yeah. So um, it, 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 it took her a while to see it, but once she saw it, she liked what she saw. Mm. Good stuff. Russ, well, thank you, for, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. Um, all right, well, that is all the time that we have for today's episode. I would, as always, encourage you to come back next week as we continue to dive through these. Uh, hopefully, you've, you've found some answers through this podcast. Hopefully, you have uh, encountered some information that um, you didn't know you needed to have, and now you do. Um, so uh, thank you for joining us, and I, will, I, will, I look forward to meeting with you again next week. 